Welcome to the Big Footy Blues Podcast 2014 National Draft Edition. I'm ODN. Joining me tonight, it's a full cast and they are full of opinions. Uh, we have Shandog. Taste the rainbow, bitches. <laughs> Happy dude. Yeah, I'm here. Mebby. Hi, guys. And our draft guru, HBF. Evening, everybody. Good to have you all here. This is a full cast. Uh, we must have missed talking to each other or something. Um, <laughs> sure. well, I miss you guys. Yeah. Look, National Draft, It's uh, it's been run and won tonight. Um, I think we'll just uh, we'll launch straight into uh, Carlton's picks. Uh, I was actually at the draft tonight, folks, by the way, at the Gold Coast Convention Centre. And, um, yeah, I just... Uh, Saw James James Heard, um, obviously pumped full of um, what is that melatonin stuff? That uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really... which, it, uh, which side effect did you notice? Well, I, <laughs> 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 well I, I did. I did get poked and poked in my hip as I walked past him. But <laughs> as a spectator at the draft, would yeah. you say that it, it was? Uh, there was not enough fluff, the right amount of fluff, or too much fluff. Uh, I wasn't really looking at the players' girlfriends, but um, <laughs> oh, 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 there, there was there, <laughs> uh, there was um, <laughs> no. It, it actually ran ran quite quickly and um, and fairly fast. So um, it, there wasn't too much. Obviously, the top ten drags on a fair bit because they want to show highlights and um, do the whole jumper presentation thing. And you actually see the players uh, standing at one end of the stage, and the coaches will rush up with a jumper at the other end of the stage, and they both got they got to stand there until some guy tells them when to walk. So it's not as natural as you're obviously just following their TV prompts and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, not, not a lot of fluff. They, they just flew through it. I couldn't even keep up. I was trying to write things down and I couldn't keep up. So. Would you go again or just watch it on telly? Uh, just watch it on TV, I think. It's, it's probably – it was only because I decided to do uh, – I, I decided to look at our players, I guess, the, the top 30, top 40 in depth this year. Um, and watch a fair few videos and stuff. So I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to kind of know the players that we pick. So that was the only reason I went, just to see if there was, and maybe seeing if you can catch the eye of a couple of the Carlton people. But they were, they go in through a separate door. You don't really get a chance to mingle or mix with them. So, but um, it, it was interesting to see how it worked. So sure. as a once-off, I, rec- I recommend it. Um, pick 19, folks, was Carlton's first pick in the draft. Uh, obviously, everybody knows we traded uh, our pick 7 for pick 19, Christian Jacks and Mark Wiley. Um, 
and um, there's been a fair few uh, fair bit of discussion around that point in the past, um, as people listening to our last podcast would have known. Um, in the end, with pick 19, we've gone with uh, Blaine Boakhorst. Um, uh, HBF, what can you tell us about him? Oh, look, I'll be honest with you right off the bat. I, I haven't seen a lot of Boakhorst uh, this year. Um, only really discovered him not that long ago when I started reading about him. Um, what I can tell everyone is that he's got um, amazing speed, um, a very good sidestep, which he, in, in his highlights, which are on AFL.com, he actually sidestepped around someone and his opponent actually fell over. That was how quick his sidestep was. Um, and re- just amazing speed, um, uses the ball really well. Um, it, it's hard for me to comment because I've really only seen kids in the TAC this year, so I'm really only going off sort of what I've read and what I've seen on the highlights package. But, look, he looks good. He, he's he's 21, so I'd anticipate that he'd play at some stage next year. He's going to have to put a little bit of weight on. He's very slight. But I can see him and uh, Yaron creating a bit of havoc on uh, on on a wing each next year. Uh, I guess I was a little bit disappointed that we overlooked Laverde. As everyone knows, I've been a big rapper of him all year, so I'm not really sure what the knock on Laverde was that he got actually to 20. Um, so, um, but look, trust I, I, I trust the club, and, and yeah, let's see how Bokhorst goes next year. Yeah, um, there's a little bit of feeling there that we, we reached a fair bit, and... Um you know, people wondering, he's 21 years of age. Where's he been the last three years? Why hasn't he made it until now? He's, so, he's, actually, got, he's actually got a volleyball background, of all things. So Super from, helpful. From yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it, it would be helpful in international rules. You could spike it into the goals. Actually, good point. I like that. I look forward to yeah. his Guernsey for the international well, rules. Hopefully he gets into the AA squad because that's the only way he's getting a call up to the international rules these days. Minor, minor step. That's all right. Oh, it's just the major criteria for yeah. selection is, is a minor, minor roadblock. Again, right. again, what I've been told, I believe 2014 was his first real proper year dedicated to footy. So, again, from what I've seen and what I've heard, that the club just must rate him. So, unfortunately, well, that- I, can't, I can't give you a lot on him because I just haven't seen him. His uh, his video highlights are impressive. Um, is, is he wear is he wearing a top bun uh, like a top knot? Oh, it's yeah. worse than Hurley. Yeah, he's got a Brody Grundy sort of style there. So yeah, yeah, a, a Hurley Grundy um, hybrid. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's five times worse than you would imagine it is. <laughs> so he's he's up against it, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's, he's <laughs> not, not off on the right foot with me. <laughs> we have to get Gibbsy to take him down to the hairdressers. Oh, that must be why Papa Homer wasn't excited by the selection, because he's one. Of, he always says he's like, "Get a real haircut" whenever he sees us like, <laughs> and stuff. So, so he's, that's probably why he's not a fan of Bokey. I, I, I must say, I'm, I'm, I feel a little better, a little bit better about it uh, hearing that HBF that he um, really hasn't played much football. Um, I thought he had been floating around for a few years and not really excelled until now, but. Um, he's been, he's playing for Swan Districts, um, so he's he's playing against men. He is light, he, so at twenty one he needs to bulk up a fair bit. Um, but you know he's playing against men, and he's actually making them look a bit silly. I was just going to add with that um, in those in that highlights as well. His ability to get out of traffic is quite 
quite amazing, actually. There was a, a goal that he kicked that he actually gathered the ball on the wing and, and just basically took on everyone, cleared just cleared out and, and kicked it from probably 45 on the run. So if, if anyone actually hasn't seen his highlights yet, I would, um, I would definitely recommend having a look at them because it's about four minutes of footy porn, to be honest. It, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, okay. So... Carlton are obviously after outside mids. We need that run and carry it through the mid um, through the midfield on the outside. Um, would you have thought that Laverde would have filled that role better than Bocorse? Well, I mean, Laverde probably has more um, flexibility in that he can play all over the ground. The the, the one thing that Bocorse definitely has him on is speed. Um, yeah. Whilst Laverde's not slow, he doesn't. He certainly doesn't have that. Um, he certainly doesn't have that speed that Bokehurst does. So I remember Shane Rogers saying at the the kind of the under eighteen championships that they wanted someone with leg speed, and um, they've obviously just rated that above what Laverde brings to the table. So different, and, really, really different players. Yeah, and, and we have to note that others that that uh, produced a lot of outside run, like um, like Garlett and Weller, were gone before yep. pick 19, so they might have been in the mix um, pushing Bokey back a little bit. But yep. um, we, we, we we said that's what we're after, and we stayed true to our word. And I couldn't work out why all these fandom drafters were, were having us drafting tall players with our first two picks and you know, or inside mids and stuff when clearly we have we have no in, we have no outside run. We have none. Uh, you know, I, mean, I, I mean, think there was one fandom draft that came up that had us taking Marchbank and Lamb. There was no way... Not not a chance that we would have taken both of those guys in the same draft. Maybe one of them, yeah. um, but definitely not both. Um, I mean, as, as it turned out, Marchbank went at six, so and Lamb I think went to West Coast in the thirties. So um, yeah, there was no way we'd take both of those guys. No way. And just one note I wanted to throw out. Uh, I saw a post from ZCFC. He said um, his source, that's Z source, says. Our whole recruiting team was unanimous in rating uh, Bokhorst in the top five midfielders. So that was I just found that pretty interesting. So obviously they were pretty set on him. They also pr- pulled the trigger pretty quick. As soon as it was our pick, uh, there was no hesitation in picking him as well. So obviously they've uh, either they've identified a brilliant Smokey um, or and, and have been super ballsy about it, or it's just absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, based on that, you know, you. If, if they didn't, if they didn't rank Heaney because he was always going to Sydney, then I suppose they've they've got Petrarca, Brayshaw, Duggan. Damn, I'm missing one. I can't remember the other one. But yeah, um, and Bokhurst in there as well. So yeah, maybe that's what they've done. Um, I mean, that, look, there are a couple of surprises in that first round. Um, but yeah, as as it sits as it sits now, um, yeah, it's probably a bit of a wait and see on on Bokhurst. Do you know what annoys me, though? They need to shut down the the leaks coming out of the club. Like, it's ludicrous that someone was able to tweet today, this afternoon, that we would take him and we would take Rainbow Guy. That is stupid. That's terrible. But it it happens with all clubs. Well, it didn't happen with Geelong, did it? Well, I did did read that they... What's his name? Cockatoo. 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 I was keen on him, too. He looked very good. Yeah, I, I guess the one thing about Bokos is that um, being 21, even though he needs to put a little bit more weight on, he is going to be, you know, closer to be ready, ready to play um, than 
than the 18-year-olds, you would think, in most cases. And we need that outside run now. We, next yep. year is a bit of a it's it's a bit of a wipeout unless we can push the likes of you know Yaron up onto the wing or something like that. And I don't know that we want to do that to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, you know, you know maybe Daisy Thomas can come and play on the wing more often and stuff. But you know, talk about turn of speed. We don't really we don't have Garlet. We don't have you know we we haven't had Eddie for the last twelve months. Um, we've lost a lot of toe out of that side and we've got nothing. Lucas, you know, was probably the only true outside midfielder we had and he just wasn't up to it. So, um, you know, we're obviously looking, thinking that we can still do something in 2015 if we can add some runs straight away. Yeah, look, and our second pick was of that same nature as well. First two picks, we went with running players who had very good disposal. So I'm pretty happy with what the depth in the midfield is going to look like now. I mean, whether or not they were the right picks, especially Bokhorst, obviously, is our first. Uh, you know, uh, not 100% sold yet, but that's yeah. what we said we wanted, and that's what we've got. So that's a positive. Yeah, so so our second pick at pick 28 was Dylan Viojo Rainbow, which awesome sounding name um, and um, I actually mentioned uh, on the big footy boards um, in the last couple of days that I'd like to get him at 28 so I'm pretty stoked uh, got two Blaines and two Dylans. what the hell am I supposed to do with that <laughs> that's ridiculous do <laughs> 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 they spell differently as well I think yeah it's D-I-L-L-O-N that's not even how you spell Dylan what sort of guy with a name like Rainbow doesn't spell his first name right? <laughs> I know. Like, it's the weirdest name I've ever seen. But whatever. I don't know anything of the player. I'm just biased against him because of his name. I'm just, well, he, I'm just waiting for the first kick to go straight over his head and I'll just sit there being like somewhere over Rainbow. Oh, oh uh, no. No. You are so ready to be a dad happy dude. Why do we Why do we recruit players that can so susceptible to dad jokes? Um yeah, he was Dylan Viojo, but uh, his stepfather he's pretty close to, and that was his last name was Rainbow, so he's he's added that in because his mates called him Rainbow. Apparently, I drive so, through a town called Rainbow a fair bit going back home to Victoria. No, small bit of tidbit of information there. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Thanks, Shan. Uh, anyway, so so Rainbow is a uh, is a medium defender midfielder. Elite left foot kick. Oh, gotta love the left footers. Yeah. Um, and um, has a fairly high efficiency rate. Um, so he's, he's a clean and effective by hand. Um, so he's, 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 he seems to have a, a few tools. Um, who wants to have a stab at. Um, Who's going to go to HBF because he knows what he's talking about? He might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I've seen the Jets a few times this year, mainly because I actually, mainly because I wanted to go and see Laverde. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, um, yeah, DVR definitely played most of the year at halfback. Um, even for Vic Metro, he played halfback as well. Um, like we've just said, he's got an elite left foot. Um, don't remember seeing him too many times use his right foot. So, like most lefties, very one-sided. Um, but does kick the ball really well for a lefty. He kicks around. He kicks around corners really well. Spots up targets. Um, I did hear that um, in his under 16s, he actually played predominantly as a wingman. So he actually has played midfield in his junior career. So he's basically just pushed to half back 
you know, because there were guys for the Jets, Duggan, Laverde and, and Alice, who were basically went through the midfield there. Um, he has played midfield at the Jets. I've seen him play midfield and does all right there. So, look, I, I think we've got a pretty good one at 28 there. I had a look who was taken after us at 28. There was probably only maybe one or two that I was fairly keen on after that. I know um, Tuke Miller went the pick directly after us, who I was fairly keen on. Um, but, yeah, again, look, pretty happy with this guy. Looks like a fairly uh, solid citizen um, to me. And um, we could actually see him play next year, I think. Probably, you know, first half of the year for the Northern Blues. And then, uh, yeah, I think he could definitely play next year. And he's also good overhead, can take a good mark as well. So I think we've got a pretty good little footballer here at 28. So you wouldn't have looked at um, Menadju? Um I didn't – I was one of those – I don't know. I, I, I liked, sometimes I liked him, sometimes I didn't. I, for me, he just, he's just too skinny. I think yeah. he's going to take – I think he's going to take too long to, to come along. And that was, sort of was confirmed. I was listening to SDN on the way home and somebody did ring up and asked about Menadju and Brett Anderson sort of said that he thought he'd take a few years to develop. So, yeah, so look, I – I see the point with Menadju, but I think if I was if I had the choice, I'd take I'd take DVR over um over Menadju. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly the same weight as uh, as Boki though. Um, it doesn't look it, but supposedly that's what they're listed as anyway. He is yeah. he's genuinely six foot tall as well, Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anybody else have anything to say about those first two picks? Well, as we were talking about earlier in the year, if the general feeling, which um, I think HBF mentioned before and I heard other people mention before, that the draft had a definite top five and then six to 25 were all rated around the same time um, and then there were a few sliders and we had pick 19, which I'm not going to talk about the trade for pick 19, but we we had pick 19 and then we missed out on sliders that would have gone higher in the draft for a guy that probably would have been there at 28. I don't agree with that. I would have gone Laverde and then for... Um, Blaine at 28. Well, we, maybe we just react rate uh, Rainbow better. Look, there was – So essentially the two players that probably would have been available around 28, whereas we could have got one that was around at um, – should have gone earlier and got the other one still at 28. Two um, closer to 19 is better than two closer to 28s. I guess yeah, maybe they know something that we don't know, though, because we oh, yeah. only I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. a minimal amount of information about these guys, especially if you don't get to the games, which a lot of us don't have the time nor the inclination to do. But, but our recruiting team does get to go to these games, and they get to interview them, and they have a lot more contact with them, and so they are privy to a lot of stuff that we don't know about. So I can listen to HBF talk about it till the cows come home and, and regurgitate what he tells me, but I don't actually have any information to form on it. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm I'm more than happy to be wrong and for every player redraft become an absolute superstar. But right now, that's how I feel about it. I did like um, watching Rainbow's interview. He seemed like he had a great head on his shoulders um, and yep. I, I I really think that's quite an important part of, of being a footballer. So um, I can only imagine that uh, Carlton um, must have interviewed uh, Boak Horst and, and saw that he uh, called for the sacking of the entire Carlton team and Mick Malthouse <laughs> on Twitter and figured he's the guy we need. Yeah, and he's um, been so- that he ever sent it, by the way. So he's <laughs> yeah. obviously he want to sack 
character as well. Yeah. Um, Talking about interviewing really well, I remember a lot of people on the board saying, and even watching it myself, uh, Kane Lucas interviewed very well. Really? What interview were they watching? Um, Kane Lucas was also a a little bit of a slider because he was tipped to go inside the top 10, but he slid out to us. So that's why we took him. So, yeah, sliders aren't always all they're cracked up to be. There's a reason why they slide. Uh, and we had some massive sliders tonight. Um, this is completely off topic, but does anyone, when they think of um, Kane Lucas, ever think of Zoolander? <laughs> really, really ridiculously good looking. Yeah, but, you know, is this is this a school for ants type mentality as well? You know what I mean? No, okay, move on. <laughs> I didn't use those words. What kind of podcast are we running here? Um, all right, our third pick was pick 60, and uh, we selected Clem Smith. Um, he's a he's from Perth. Uh, he's a small defender slash midfielder. Uh, breaks the, the game open, ferocious attack on the ball, and a bit of dash. Um I kind of apparently uh, Kevin Sheehan um, suggested uh, at the time that it was one of the steals of the draft. Based on what I've seen of him this year as well, I I think it was just about the steal of the draft as well. I think he was ranked early in the year inside the top sort of twenty-five to thirty. So um, I think the reason that he slid was that he's got some fitness issues, so he yep. need to he'll need to work on that now that he's on an AFL list, but. Um, you watch him play, and the the player that immediately springs to mind is Byron Pickett. He's just uh, he's just ferocious at the contest, and um, you mentioned that he's a small defender and midfielder ODM, but he can also go go forward. He knows where the goals are, so I think we've probably got a almost like a small utility on our hands. So, and again, like Bocorst and DVR, he he can actually kick the footy well. So. Yeah, I, I I would say as it stands right now, I think we've just about got the steal of the draft with him at sixty. Um, I, I quite like the idea. Um, I, there was uh, some WA fans, uh, some of the somebody from Fremantle or West Coast supporter who came on and said that that was a, a he's an excellent player and he can see um, some Ballantyne versus Smith clashes coming up in the, in the future um, and I like the idea that he can play as a small defender because we don't really have we, we haven't had a decent small defender um, for a long time um, um, sorry Mr. Carlton about Aaron Joseph but um, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's been we've been crying out for somebody like that and if he's playing like Byron Pickett but he can actually play uh, say in a back pocket on a small like Ballantyne or something like that um, and go forward and go in the midfield because we have too too often we have those sort of players who can't run through the midfield. But if you can do if you can do all of that, um, it sounds fantastic. Uh, can't wait for him to get into into shape. Yeah, he kind of seems like he's um, a, a, an understudy or a, a you know just a backup depth player um, for Dylan Buckley. Um, that's the same sort of role that we sort of most people see. Um, Bucks playing as well so it, it seems to me again it's going on with this theme it looks like we've just added depth everywhere yeah well and, and, and as I said he's got a bit of dash I mean that's we we had a checklist before we went into trade week you know we wanted a tall uh, a key position player we've got we got that player we wanted another inside mid we got that player we we want to add outside run and we've done that in spades through this draft yep 
um, you know, if they, if they all make it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty good to, to have a list to work of. And it seems maybe we haven't gone best available. I know we'll claim we have, but we've gone close enough to best available but address needs at the same time. And that's, um, it, I think we needed to, you know, take a couple of drafts to do, to address needs in the right way. Yep. Um, so, you know, rather than wait until all our stocks are depleted like we did with Tolls a few years ago when we, you know, picked up Watson, McCarthy and Mitchell, bang, bang, bang like that, um, and McGuinness, um, just because we had run out of Tolls, um, we, we, we seem to have got them in reasonable draft picks and, um, you know, done a, done a fair bit of uh, due diligence on these players. So I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy that our list balance is looking a bit better. Yeah, I don't think you'll find too many people who will argue that our list um, up coming into, say, you know, this pre-season was unbalanced, both in age and, the you know, missing depth and decent players in certain positions as well. And it looks like we're trying to fix that, which I think is the platform that every club should uh, use to then launch their next premiership attack on I guess you know you need to have the right mix of players ages positions all that sort of thing and, and we can go from here use the trade um, and use free agency to fix up anything that we need to from here yeah um, so our fourth and final pick of the night uh, at pick 63 was Jaden Foster um, he's a He's a tall forward. Uh, the, uh, uh, his, his profile says he's 194. I'm sure tonight um, at, at the draft they, they said he was 197 centimetres, um, which is which is quite handy. And uh, certain posters will like the fact that he's over 196. Um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> now, uh, so Foster was – he's the son of former Bulldogs player Peter Foster and they didn't take him um, – nominate him as a father-son pick. Um, I, I do note that um, Rhys McKenzie was still available at the time we took Foster. HPF, did you? Um, what did you think of that pick? Um, well, I, I must admit, when when Carlton essentially had two picks in a row, because the the two middle picks between Clem Smith and now Foster were um, Academy and Father Son players, so I knew I had two in a row. So once. Um, once Smith had been read out, I, I must admit I was kind of hoping for Reese McKenzie to come in. Um, but look, Jaden Foster pretty much offers us more or less the same thing as what McKenzie does. A, a probably a little bit rawer than than um, McKenzie, I think. Um, but look, can he can take a really nice mark, uh, really nice left foot. Um, he's actually a 19 year old, um, and he kicked um, I think about 40, 49 goals in 16 matches for Calder this year. So he's averaged three goals a game, which is which is not bad. So, look, he's probably someone we can just develop in the with the Northern Blues for, you know, a few years, not put too much pressure on him. And, again, look, I was listening to Brett Anderson on SCN coming home, and, and he thought that the Bulldogs overlooking him as a father-son could actually come back and bite him on the bum. So, I mean, look, who's to say that us, I, us not selecting McKenzie might not come back and bite us as well. But, look, I, I think the, the club obviously saw something in him that they ranked above McKenzie. Uh, but, look, again, I can only go by what I've seen, and, and he looks he looks pretty good. So put him away, develop him for a few years, and, and let's see how he feels out in the, over the next few years. Um, he, um, 
did he drop because he had uh, stress fractures in his foot and he missed a bit of footy last season? Um, possibly. I mean, I, looking on the boards, you know, he wasn't ever really ranked overly highly, so I think he probably went where he was supposed to, where he was supposed to go. I think with McKenzie, um, I think he fell because he had a had a basketball background and probably didn't have a lot of didn't sort of play a lot of footy. You, you're probably splitting hairs between those two, but all, all, all I can go on is what I've seen, and it's a pretty. I think it's not a bad decision by the club. Yeah, I'm looking at um, Jaden Foster's draft profile on the AFL site, and it uh, it says that he's uh, 44 years of age. So that might be why uh, why he was only a late pick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. You know, <laughs> Damn these mature age recruits! I want. <laughs> there was a, there was there was some hope there for Tony Lynn fifteen after all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only he had a nominated. Um, any other names that you thought um, slid further that we um, might have looked at? I saw um, Kafka, for example. There were people were talking about him a fair bit, and he he's he's fallen to sixty six. Yeah, that was a you long know, way. Yeah, we know we know that um, Tom Lamb fell to thirty-two. I was wondering if he was going to make it all the way to sixty for a while. Um, he always seemed like a gamble, though, as well. So uh, I guess it's not that surprising. Yeah, and you know some names that people were hoping would get um, drafted, like Caleb Daniel, taken in uh, forty-six, um, and um, uh, Oscar McDonald fell a long way. Yeah, personally, I was really hoping that Cockatoo would fall, um, but I did read today before the draft that Jernos uh, so, were saying Geelong were into him, and I, I was hoping that was wrong, but obviously they were right, because uh, I really, looking at his highlights and reading about him, he really seemed like, um, you know, Yaron Mark too. I mean, who wouldn't want two Yarons in the team? So, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, Geelong snapped him up. I think the, I, I think the one that made it, that was a surprise, and he didn't even get drafted tonight. Was um, Tyler Keitel from WA? He's a he's a genuine one ninety four centimetre that can play at either end. That's got that I that I thought would probably go top forty. I thought so. I'm not sure what's happened there. Whether he didn't test very well at the combine or something, but I think he might be one to keep an eye out on in the rookie draft. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that rookie draft because there's always a few that miss out altogether, a few surprises. Yep. So, um, who did uh, which club did the best? Um, I thought Gold Coast did really well. I, I don't, I unfortunately Sorry. I don't have the list here in front of me, but they, I thought they cleaned up. I, I know they got, I think they ended up with Wright, Tuke Miller, and I know there's one other that they that they got as well. I just, I just, it's just eluded me for the Garlet. Oh, Garlet, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, so. Wright, Miller, and Garlett, you know, I reckon they've just about cleaned up. Oh, look, I mean, Melbourne did well as well, but, I mean, so they should have with the picks they had. But, yeah, Gold Coast, I thought, probably probably did the best out of out of most of the clubs. Yeah, um, well, as much as I hate to say it, um, I think Richmond uh, did well as well. So, although Corey Ellis, I think, went a bit high for me, but... <laughs> yeah, I think even worse to admit is um, I think Essendon, considering considering they had to trade into where they got the picks from, they had seventeen and twenty and got Langford and Laverde. I think that was all things considered pretty impressive. 
it was a bit. It was a bit um, amusing. My my father's a Richmond supporter, and we were there t- together tonight. And uh, Richmond took an age to make their first few selections, and um, uh, I could see them down below me. And I think they were actually doing an any mini miny mo. Paper scissors. <laughs> and again, and and saying, oh, I don't know. You go, you go, you say something. Pick a name. <laughs> um, so I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's what was happening. I may be wrong. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on Richmond and their uh, recruiting ability, but uh, damn amusing. All right. Um, I also remember uh, looking down the GWS table and and looking at that handsome devil uh, Stephen yeah. Sylvani going. Drafts over, mate. Drafts over. Off. Come home. Take that shirt off, put a carton one on. Exactly. Exactly. Hate me like one of your French girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> and uh, HBF, the correct answer as to which club did the best, um, it was obviously Carlton. Four 200-game-plus players uh, in one night is a pretty good effort. Oh, absolutely. If only. Yeah, very, very good effort, Carlton. Triple premiership players, too, for us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Why did you put that caveat on there as well? For us. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. us. Because <laughs> we don't want them to, you know, piss off a couple of years in and go be triple premiership players somewhere else. No. All right, I think that about wraps it up. Um, that's a fairly good synopsis. Um, thank God HBF was here to steer us all straight. Um, I'm, you know... I'm cautiously optimistic about our draft tonight, and um, and I think we've addressed needs, and so we've done what we set out to do. So that's a good thing. Um, until next time, which will probably be after the ro- rookie draft, I'd say, or the Wookie draft if he's here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Far uh, out. Thanks very much, uh, Shandog. Thank you, go please. Uh, happy to try to disconnect me now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying. We can always get you back on the boards. That's fine. Um, HBF. Good night, everyone. It's been a pleasure. And maybe. Bye. Until the rookie draft. Um, uh, see you on the boards. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.